Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message. Hello. Press on to victory. Victory is always in Jesus. This is Pastor Fred Davey. Join me in prayer. Father, we thank you. Father, we love you. Lord, we adore you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We celebrate your love and your goodness for us, and particularly this season when we talk about your death, burial, and resurrection. May your word bring light, bring comfort, bring healing, bring direction to all people that will live as you want us to live. Children of the majestic, triumphant King, oh, we thank you for hearing us because we prayed in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. I hope you are making plans to adore God and worship Jesus Christ tomorrow as Easter Sunday. If you have nowhere to go, I invite you to Calvary Baptist Church or any Bible-believing church where you can join the saints, where they can shout and praise God and worship Him and declare He lives, He lives forever. Because that's the greatest news ever declared to humanity. That Jesus Christ died, Jesus Christ was buried, He rose and He lives again. And this is a bankable testimony. You can bank your hope on it. It's valid in this life and in the life to come. Today I share with you scripture taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 53. But for the sake of this sermon, I'll just read a few verses. It's a famous story about the disciples who were walking towards Emmaus and when they met Jesus. So turn with me to Luke chapter 24 and we'll read their encounter with Jesus that day. Let me read from verse 30. While he was at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed it, broke it in pieces and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew who he was and he vanished from them. Then they asked each other, our hearts kept burning within us as he was talking to us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us, didn't they? He got up right away, went back to Jerusalem and found the 11 disciples and their companions all together. He kept saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then the two men began to tell what happened on the road and how they had recognized him when he broke the pieces of bread. Verse 35. Then the two men began to tell what had happened on the road and how they had recognized him when he broke the bread in pieces. God bless the reading of his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, the message it's titled, Resurrection Brings Change. Resurrection Brings Change. For even the casual churchgoer, they try. That whatever it is, they'll go to church during Lent or Easter or Christmas. And so this season happens to be the time when people celebrate and they go out to just rejoice, rejoice. Corona didn't make it possible last year. 
But even that, people were online and there were records of people who went online. This year, I know people will go online again, some will go jubilating in churches, but at least they will turn their attention to the Lord Jesus Christ, his resurrection. I pray that yours will not be an attention to Jesus only, but the fact that resurrection brings change must be seen in your life. If you're a student of the Bible, and I hope you are, as I go through this message, today I'll be giving you a quiz, or I'll be giving you an assignment as you listen, so you can stay alert with me. Now, I'll be talking about a number of things that the resurrection brings, or it brought to the people of Emmaus and should bring to us as the disciples of Jesus. Identify what emotion you think is fear. Secondly, identify faith. Third, identify the feeling, the feeling, feeling the Holy Spirit that brings power and joy. And later on, talk about faithfulness, how the disciples became faithful or how change should bring faithfulness. So identify these emotions, fear, faith, power and joy that comes from the Holy Spirit and faithfulness. Now, look at these two disciples. They were walking and they were complaining about the kind of thing that had happened. And if you read the account from the beginning as a student of the Bible, you say, we had hoped that Jesus would be the one. But uh, they've killed him and it's been three days and we don't know what it is. Some of our women say they've seen him. They've, uh, what, what is all this about? There are people who thought Jesus was the one. And when they were going, a stranger met them and walked with them. And he said, what are you saying? And they said these things again. And they said, who, who, what are you talking about? And they asked him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Well, when they were getting to their destination, he made it look like he was continuing beyond the mouse. And they invited him in. And so he obliged. Okay, let's go home. They showed him hospitality. Friends, how hospitality and being kind to people can bring us many, many favors. But what did he do? When we read verse 30 to 32, we find what happened. It was as he reclined at the table with them and he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he disappeared from their sight. So they said to each other, weren't our hearts ablaze within us while he was talking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? Here are the disciples, afraid, confused. They didn't know what had happened, Jesus Christ. But here he was sitting with them. He shared bread with the disciples. They invited him, took bread. The guest took the bread as if he's the host. He prayed about it, broke the bread and gave it to them. Then they recognized that he was the one. And can you imagine their joy? Verse 31, they knew it was Christ. He had risen. Now their spiritual eyes were open and they knew it was Jesus and they were so excited. Then what happened? They said, nah, we should know. Because when he kept expanding the scriptures to us, maybe going from all the prophecies about his death, burial, and resurrection, our hearts were burning. So they said to each other, when our hearts ablaze within us while he was talking with us 
on the road and explaining the scriptures to us. Hallelujah. That's the power of the word of God. The word of God searches, the word of God reveals, the word of God unlocks all the plans of this world. And when you get a good teacher, when you get the Holy Spirit, when you have Christ himself expanding and expanding, the hearts were burning. And I hope you are a child of God. As you hear these narrations about the Easter, about the crucifixion, is your heart burning within you. And all these things that happen, these tired disciples who had almost lost hope, they were rekindled. They were rekindled. Hallelujah. They were rekindled because we find that something happened to them immediately. Tired, discouraged disciples, fearful, going home to rest and not talk to anybody, away from the maddened crowd of Jerusalem, away from every place. Then they met Jesus and they knew he was the one. Verse 33, that very hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They got up again and ran and they found the 11 and they gathered together with them. Look, we have seen him. We have seen him. We have seen him. Can you imagine the excitement? You cannot tell the disciples, the other disciples, that we have seen him. It means the 11 were together. Judas had killed himself, but the 11 were together, all just consoling themselves, afraid of what could have happened. The women had said they seen him, and now here comes these disciples who were not part of the core, who had left and gone home. They came back running and panting with a good story. We have proof. We've seen him. We know for sure. The two men from Emmaus began to tell them how Jesus talked to them, how their hearts burned, how they were so excited. Friends, I pray that the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ does not tickle your ears, but it brings you joy, brings you excitement, brings you hope, hope for living, brings you courage day in, day out, that you begin to live for him and begin to be, trust him that he will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. That is our Jesus, because resurrection brings change. Well, as they were talking, something else happened. You know, Jesus is our Lord. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our brother. And he knows a lot about our emotions. He kept telling the disciples, it is good that I go away. If I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not be sent. So when he died and he resurrected, he was freed from the limitations of the human body. He could be everywhere at once. So here were the disciples who were locked up because they were afraid. They were somewhere in the room there, scared. Somewhere listening to these two people from Emmaus that they don't even know what they are talking about, but they dare not say it. It's like you and I, sometimes we have questions. I don't want to say it so that anybody will say, you don't have faith in Jesus. They were there. Are you in a bad situation? Are you in a desperate situation? Are you fearful and you are not able to tell anyone and you don't even know whether the Lord is with you or not? Well, that was the situation of the disciples. Somebody is giving a live testimony and they don't know what to make out of it. Suddenly, verse 36 tells us, and as they were saying these things, he stood himself among them and said to them, Peace be to you. Yeah, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. 
The door was no boundary. There was no barrier. The wall was no barrier. He knew exactly where he was. He didn't need GPS. He didn't need any satellite. He didn't need anybody to tell him where his disciples were. You know, he's with us always, always. Say, peace be with you. And they were scared. What were they scared about? Because they were typical human beings. Verse 37. But they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Every tradition, every culture has these stories about people who die and appear again and they are called ghosts. So when he appeared and he showed himself to them, he said, peace be unto you. They knew his voice. They knew that was their master. They knew that he had come to visit them. They knew he had come to give them comfort. But it had never happened to them before. So what was their conclusion? They are seeing a ghost. But our loving God, who has time for us, who is able to reach out to us when we are even ignorant. Look at how he reached out to them again. Why are you troubled? He asked them. And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. That is I myself. Touch me and see. Because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. Having said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. Hallelujah. What a savior. They thought he was a ghost. And he moved along with them. He told them, oh, this is what we all believe about ghosts. They do not have a body. They just are phantoms. They are, they are spirit. They appear and they go. But I said, look, here you are, fearful, thinking that I'm he. Why do you doubt in your hearts? Now look at my hands. Look at my feet. Yes, because his hands were pierced and they know, they know it. He was nailed. His side was pierced. His feet were pierced. So after three days, he was showing them the scars they could see. Touch me because a ghost does not have flesh. Wonderful. Here is somebody who raw wounds from Friday saying, touch me. The marks were there. And I guess the marks were there so that they can believe that he's the one. The marks were there, but they were not hurting him. He had overcome. He had received the resurrected body. That is why he could tell us that when we are resurrected, we have a new body, a new body. All the old things are gone. But the marks were there just for their sake that they could see and be convinced that they were not seeing a ghost. Having said it, he showed them his feet and everywhere. And to raise their faith to another level. And he went on and on again. And our Lord came down to their level. You see, when you genuinely love Jesus and you have doubts, you have questions, you have issues, things that you face that you have never faced before, he's so loving that he will give time to you and explain these things to you. That's why we love Jesus. That's why you must love him. That's why the hymn writer would tell us, what a friend we have in Jesus. You see, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not take it to the Lord in prayer. Tell him. So, we were looking at him. In verse 44 and 45, we are told what happened. So then he told them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. 
Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Verse 46, he also said to them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead the third day. So these things were in the scriptures. And they didn't seem to know it or they didn't seem to believe it. So he's reminding them these things are here. So what is Jesus doing at this time? He's having fellowship with his disciples, having a teaching session with them, having dialogue with them, opening their minds so that they may understand and be convinced and be convicted and have power and boldness to do what he has called them to do. That's our Lord. That is my Lord. That is your Lord, your Messiah. He's able to do for you everything. He's able to equip you so that you can be who and what he wants you to be. In verse 47, he's reminding them again of the charge that they must have. You see, he didn't only die so that we have a record of it, that he died and rose again, but he died for a purpose. And that purpose, that mandate must still continue. It is still powerful. That mandate is still available for all who believe in him. What we are learning today is that resurrection brings change. So he told these disciples, after opening their mind, what he tell them? And repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. So here he is charging them. You are my disciples. You were with me. You are the eleven. You are the, the, my inner circle. You are the other disciples. You heard me teach. You saw all that happened from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was crucified. Now, now you have seen me resurrected. And you are my witnesses. You can tell everybody. He died. He was buried. But he rose again. And we have seen him. We have seen him. We have seen him. Oh, what a Lord. When he was saying all of these things, can you imagine how they felt? Or how are you feeling even now? Are you by faith absorbing this? See, I've given you something earlier that look through this. When you listen, as we expound the scripture, look at the emotions of fear. Look at faith. Look at being filled with joy and power. Consider the issues of faithfulness. Which ones have you seen so far? But let's move on. Verse 49. We see something that Jesus is doing. He said, look, and look, I am sending you what my father has promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. You. I am sending you. You see, you have heard, you have seen, you have experienced me. Yes, it is to make you bold. When you have received it, that good news is for sharing. What my father has promised, I'll give it to you. He's talking to them now about being filled with the Holy Spirit, being filled with power, being filled with joy. So you have to stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Here were these disciples who were hiding, who were afraid. They were afraid the Jews may come after them. They were afraid the Romans may come after them. But here's their Lord telling them, look, do not be afraid. I will send you power. I will send you anointing. And you are to go everywhere. Telling people about how much you love me, how much I love you, and what I've done for you. And so, what happened? They continued to stay there. 
when we read Luke verses 50 to 53, then he led them as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple complex praising God. Now, this comes many, many days after. And we know that he did not only resurrect, he also ascended. Today, what we are teaching and emphasizing is that Jesus, on Sunday, went to Jerusalem, the triumphant entry. By the next Thursday night, he was in trouble. Friday, they crucified him. Saturday, he was in the grave. Sunday, he was up and was interacting with his disciples. So they had gone through many, many emotions. And later on, he ascended. He had gone through many things, showing himself to them. He himself had changed. Now he could move from place to place. Now he was imparting his disciples with courage, with boldness, with information, with healing power, with commission, with knowledge, so that they can go out there and declare boldly that the Lord lives and the Lord is the one who is alive, the one who has sent them. Friends, as you hear his word, has it changed you? Are you made bold because of his word? Is he changing your character? Is he changing your temperament for the better? Has he given you the witness that you can tell others? Is he causing you to see the world as he sees it? That the, the struggles people are having, he can do something about them. Those who are dying and going to hell, you can bring them to salvation. Those who are confused, you can show them the light. Those who have questions, you can help them. Do you have time yourself to be discipled to, till you know the footsteps of your Lord Jesus? And do you have a testimony for him? Let me ask you, what does Christ mean to you personally? Do you know him personally as Lord and Savior? If not, this is a good opportunity that you can say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You died for my sins, but you rose again and you lived for me. Accept me as your child, that I may be bold to live for you and declare your goodness. If this is your prayer, I'll say, praise the Lord. You have made the right decision and the Lord will accept you and will be glad to help you. But if you already know him and this message has come to confirm your knowledge of him and to affirm to you, that your Lord lives forever. Let me remind you, resurrection brings change. Change of character, change of your temperament for the better, change of your purpose, empowerment to live, so that like the hymn writer, you can sing that hymn that we are ending with. He lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me. He talks with me along life's narrow way. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Is he your master? Is he the Lord of your life? Is he the first and the last in your life? Every day, are you worshiping him? Are you staying for him to come? Are you living a holy life? Are you reading his word? Are you giving towards his work? Are you telling others about him? Are you asking him, Lord, what will you have me do?
do. Happy Easter, my brother, my sister. The Lord lives. The Lord reigns. And the Lord is coming again soon. As you sing this song, as you rededicate your life to him, remember, resurrection brings changes. They are positive changes. And they must be seen in your life. And he's willing to do it to you and do it for you. Those weak, confused disciples marching to him out, when they encountered him, he had the power to run back. When they met their brothers who were afraid, they equipped them and energized them with their testimony. And you, having heard this and experienced him, encourage, equip, and tell others, and live for them to know resurrection brings change. The change that is needed for this world, the change that makes you light and salt of this world. Stay blessed. Until next week, this is Pastor Fred Digby saying, God bless you. God anoint you. God make you fruitful. The reason for living is that you are to give hope to others as you serve him. Pray and bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabaka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.